Yeah, I'm a wild cat. I run with wild ones from a savage land. I have strange fun. You want to play dead? Then get it up. I feed off that bad love. I live off that young stuff. Middle finger in the air. Fuck it, I don't really care. Me, I don't give a fuck. Up your sucker blood. Cause I'm neo-gothic. Can't fucking with no garlic. My blood is toxic. Filled up with toxins. Toxic. Game sick. Cosmic. Nothing microscopic. Magic trick on the chicken chick. She get the ice pick. Don't provoke. Bitch, I'm broke. All my money up in smoke. I'm a dick. Plus I'm nuts. And I'm cold. Mirror scope. Punchline. Hang them high. White storm. Good choice. Poor form. My wrong. Right away. Every day. Shake down. You can find me downtown. Cameras in the light post. Still can't catch a green ghost. No. Tastes like an ashtray. Yeah, I'm on that foul play. Disobey the cliche. He say, she say, going up the ante. Nowadays, insanity. Everything instantly. Where there is risk, I see only opportunity. That's me on the marquee. Drunkest at the party. Creepy, sexy, fuck, fuck. Oh, so smarmy. Bitch, you look fancy. Chick tried to gas me. Little did she know about my motherfucking vamp Steve. Little did she know that I. Suck your blood. I've had enough. I'm done. Silver bullets in your gun. I'm a vampire. You know I wanna suck your blood. I've had enough. I'm done. Silver bullets in your gun. I'm a vampire. What is he, Corey? He's a vampire. There we go. Uh, Inkside CITR 101.9 FM. This is the radio show where we talk about what do we talk about, boys? Comics. Robots from the future. <laughs> well, oh, the mic really isn't set up nice for you here. Try testing this out, Brandon. How's that? No, it's super echoey. Here, let's try that side. Is that any better? Oh, Jesus. There we go. I think that's I could Aerosmith it with Corey and we could just sing into the same mic. <laughs> no, maybe I need to turn you up a little further. Um, I've been dying since I met you and now I'm trying to forget you. <laughs> uh, I am joined in the studio by my good friend Brandon Graham and his good friend Corey Sutherland Lewis. Woo! Woo um, Corey happened to be in town this week. I saw on Twitter on what Tuesday night, Monday night. He said coming up to Vancouver, and I'm like, brah, coming to the studio. And you're like, oh god. And Brandon said, do it, brah. <laughs> it's always fun like, in here. Okay, brah. Yeah, you guys are really not talking to the mics very well. I don't know what the deal is with this. Hey, brah. Hey, brah. Maybe that works better. Yeah. How's that? 
How's my bra? I'm a little better. Yeah, yeah you, just a little lower down there. Uh, sorry, folks. It's uh, you know, it's life here on the on the east side. Actually, what, what are we west. talking about today? Just comics. What are we talking about? I don't know. What's cool? What's cool? I, I did a weird mix-up this morning while I was reading this. Um, how do you pronounce this woman's last name? Julia Graffer. I was reading this Julia Graffer uh, first chapter of, of Black is the uh, is the color, which is which is fantastic. And then immediately switched over to reading Terminator: The Burning Earth, and it's um. It's like going from uh, uh, ice cream to kimchi. It's a pretty dramatic. Whoa. Whoa. Let, let's make a distinction, though, with the Terminator book. It's uh, drawn by a uh, famous comic painter. Uh, I use the term painter pretty loosely here. Uh, a guy that puts colors onto a canvas but doesn't actually. He takes photos of his dad. It's Alex Ross. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, but it's interesting when you see people's initial Is Superman work. Superman is dad? Yeah, Superman's a dead. Oh, um, but <laughs> it's old Superman with a weird ass. But yeah, it, it's interesting to see people's early work because a lot, even a lot of the like, um, you know, the, a lot of artists you'll see their work and you're like, ah, oh, this stuff is is horrible, and they take all these shortcuts here. When you see their early stuff, a lot of times it's cool to see when they're really trying and when they're pushing and when they're working, willing, kind of taking a lot of criticism and doing. Sometimes you get different work, and I don't know. So far, this one's interesting. I just I, I like Terminator a lot, and this I just read like. 30 pages of this and it's just like an extended version which one's of, your favorite Terminator um, well that was my question good good yeah. good job there you Kurt. mean yeah. my favorite <laughs> robot or favorite movie or whatever yeah, favorite uh, favorite take on it doesn't even have to be a movie right, I'm okay. really well I'm, I know the answer to that question well, yeah, I know I'm really into the in the Sarah Connor Chronicles TV show but, but you kind of need Sarah Chronicles yeah Sarah, Sarah Chronicles <laughs> but you kind of need the T2 to really like oh yeah it's basically T2 the TV show and that's I, I've talked a lot before about how a lot of my ideas of cool were all birthed in Terminator. It's like the fires of uh, of um, Smithing Forge. Yeah, what's the what's what, the Mount Doom or yeah, whatever? It's the fires of Mount Doom that that, that nerd um, <laughs> that forged my idea of cool because, like, you know, Public Enemy and Guns and Roses and now that's and all that's a good question. That. Where what are our personal forges of cool? So yours is Terminator. Well, you know, there's a lot of them because it's like. I always think of it as I call it the currency of cool. Like if you're interacting mm. with people, you gotta have you gotta use some of the same money. You can't just go hand someone pesos and be like, "Can I buy this donut?" Wait, I, I didn't follow. I, I, that made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll back up. So I, I call it the currency of cool. When 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 you're interacting with someone and they have to have some, they have to be on the same level with you about certain things or certain kind of base things. Ah. If if you oh, if like, gold is something of value of you mm. and you go to some. You, you know, you fly to fucking Mars, yeah. and they're like, here, we use cheese. And you're yeah. like, I'm not interested in you buying my... So your s- currency is like Terminator currency, and if someone is not down with Terminator... You know, Terminator you don't have an 80s manga and Mobius and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say mine's, you know, probably Dragon Ball related. That's my Forge of Cool right there. What about Transformers? Definitely part of the Forge of Cool, for sure. <laughs> Isn't that kind of a... Like oxymoron, a cool forge. That doesn't make any damn sense. Well, nerd forge being cool. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm probably the last person nerd to decide Smith. on what's cool. Oh no, um, you're actually into like functionally cool things. Like you're a you know you're a DJ and no, we don't talk about that such uh, things. Well, <laughs> I, I I DJed at goth clubs in the nineties. I just oh. want to point out that in Robin... fact I stopped DJing before the year two thousand. That's how long oh. ago. Oh well, like, yeah, the fun fact. Good. But but you know it's important that, that this conversation doesn't get into without pointing out that Robin owns a Craftworks poster that's right in front of his room full of comic books. Is that craft twerk? Craft twerk? Yes, it's craft. <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of German guys uh, twerking. Yeah, twerking. They like to pop their booties. Yeah, nice. Miley Cyrus styles. 
I'm into that. I don't, yeah. I don't know if she twerks. No, there's a twerk video. Of her? Yeah. Wow. I have to uh, track that down. Yeah, she's wearing like <laughs> some kind of like unicorn dinosaur hoodie and... That sounds she crazy. like twerks for like two minutes and then turns around and pulls down the hoodie like hey, hey. Uh, like it was jazz hands. Oh, fuck <laughs> you, Dad. <laughs> he was twerking in the corner too. Uh, yeah. Miley, that's great. <laughs> You're really good, Miley. I like how her dad no the uh, a bad Clinton or a bad uh, Bush impression. That no, that was Clinton. All right, that was Clinton. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been gone from the states for so long, I can't even tell anymore. <laughs> oh man. Now, I, I want to make a note here because we barely said who Corey was. Corey <laughs> and Brandon were roommates a uh, long, long time ago back in the, uh, in the, the aughts far away. In, in Seattle. Um, Corey hasn't been able to come up to Vancouver for a number of years because mm-hmm. he's been too lazy to get a passport. Yeah. And also comics don't pay well enough to buy a passport. Yeah, you know. There we go. <laughs> Not trying to make a disparaging comment on <laughs> oh, your income good. base. No, we lived in a uh, house with a ton of different comic artists. It was me and James Stokoe and his wife Marley, Zarkone, and, and Corey. And, and a lot of people came through. There it was just this like massive people. So, yeah, Wonton Soup and King City and Shark Knife um, all, all went down over there. All got drawn in the same room. Yeah. I remember when the first times I met Brandon and you, uh, you guys came up for one of Leonard Wong's cons mm-hmm. um, at Heritage Hall. Wong Con. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call it that from now on. It, you won't be the first one. Um, and it, it's really it's interesting because it was, it was you, both of you, and James uh, Stoko. And was that when James Jean came up too? I think, I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, I mean, James Jean was always already big shit. Not as big shit as he is now, but he was big shit. Um, oh, I see the phone's ringing. We'll get to that in a oh, second. Cool. Um, but it's been really amazing because, like, Stoko. I don't think I said a word to him, but I bought original art off him at that thing. This he drew in these like weird brown, like paper yep. bags yep. almost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, very paint, cool. The kind of Egon Shield thing where you add the white afterwards and it pops the art and it makes it look like Egon yeah, the Ghostbuster. Or, I didn't yeah. know he did yeah. artwork. That's exactly. Him. That's awesome. Yeah. I wonder if he painted his own hair white. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I just derail something? Uh, yeah. No, no. But that makes you feel so good that you uh, you do Egon Shield paintings. Uh, <gasps> Um, okay, we'll bring in the question now. Uh, let's see if this works. <laughs> You're on with Brandon and Corey. Hello. Hello. I'm not actually listening, but uh, I wanted to ask a question. I was wondering, uh, for Brandon, um, when he plans to release the next Multiple Warheads? Um, I am... I, I'm kind of not putting the dates on, on, the, uh, on the issues because I'm just uh, kind of getting them done. I've got... I've got 20 pages i think of the next issue but i'm actually i'm re-releasing the all the earlier black and white pre-stuff in september the the book that came out through oni originally in the porn book and a short story i did that was in my escalator thing and hopefully uh image will let me price that pretty cheap and it'll be out in september and then the trade for all of the stuff will be out in october and i was just emailing them with them this morning to figure that out so hopefully those are the set dates and it has this is the first you've mentioned it so this is an exclusive yeah. exclusive <laughs> as much as you yeah, care about that Robin <laughs> I don't um, thanks for calling okay. in thanks Thank do you, you have any questions for Corey you don't have to he's no, just crying I'm so sorry I, I saw the, the bio but I need to look into his art yes he's, he's pretty good sharknife.com there we go Ray. Thank thanks man thanks um, I actually finally read all of Multiple Warheads. I just read the first issue a while ago, and then I think on a Sunday while you were off in Portland, I sat in my in my comfy chair and read them. It oh, was enjoyable. It was thank good. Thank for reading them. They're, they're, I feel like they're a transition period for me. A lot of it's, yeah, it's really interesting, because you've been working on those pages 
for quite a while on the on this first series because you were still finishing off King City yeah. while doing that. Was he working on multiple warheads when he was living with you? Uh, Not quite, because I did the last King City, the second half of King City when I moved up here. Okay, with Marion, you did we, when we lived at the other place in Seattle. You were working on more. I did the more. I did the Oni one. Yeah, the Oni one. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but I yeah, warheads has been has been an interesting kind of transition to be trying to figure out what to do and how to get better. You know. And so it's a horrible thing to, to I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the work, obviously, because I printed it, but it's a weird thing to put out and, and have it kind of be this kind of work in progress. Because King City was that, but it was a less conscious version of that. Mm-hmm. King City, I mean, it also got to a point where you knew it had to end anyways because the publisher was so... Not image the other publisher was oh, yeah. completely useless. I'll say it. Everyone says it. Yeah, no, they weren't. They weren't fun to deal with. So what I was going to one of the things I was going to say about when you guys lived together is, um, I remember uh, Robin Bougie who had you do a cover of um, Cinema Sewer at that point um, was like, dude, let, uh, talk to Brian in Seattle and he has these roommates and these guys all draw exactly the same way, mm-hmm. um, which. Maybe at one point there was a lot of similarities, but it's really neat to see how you guys have all kind of come into your own. Even like Brandon, your art has changed a lot. Corey, I don't know what's going on. You've gotten so dense, and I was like reading. I read uh, Shark Knife One and then Shark yeah. Knife Two within like a day, and they're like two completely different books. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of time between them, so yeah. <laughs> well, actually, we've talked about how we kind of have a Seattle style. We had developing uh, me and Brandon and our other friend David or Ludro, also he's known as artistically. Um, we all have kind of a Seattle style. I think it kind of came from, like, chibi Gundams and, like, 80s anime, obviously. So we all kind of had stuff like that going on. Yeah, I wonder on. if it's just kind of this weird cultivated thing of growing up in this kind of town where there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a big comic scene, but mm. there, if you wanted to look for it, you had you could go to the Japanese grocery oh, store yeah. and find... Well, the town I'm from, too, is a, kind of a military-navy town, and uh, a lot of the dads would go overseas and come back with VHS tapes taped straight from Japan with Dragon Ball. And... Yeah, that's Bremerton. Yeah, yep, yep. And, and I was uh, straight up just like on that tip even before it was on American what, TV. That's uh, what Sir Mix-a-Lot's uh, Bremelo. Yeah, Sir Mix-a-Lot's from my town. Girl, you're a Bremelo. Yep, there's, there's Bremelos. <laughs> I've seen them. Uh, <laughs> I have some questions for you guys, some more questions. Um, one is uh, someone asked... Uh, I guess this is a question for you, Brandon. Is uh, do you have a kick and nut sound effect for Corey? Oh, God. <laughs> I think I think it's a reference to there was this there was this comic I did that's going to run in the Walrus book I'm putting out that um, <clears throat> that uh, <laughs> yeah that, that comes out in a couple months and it's um, an old comic I did when me and Corey were living together and it was it was this authentic event that happened where I was drawing King City and I said, Hey Corey, I'm not, he, Corey has a kickball comic called Pang. Yeah. And I was like, Hey Corey, I used the Pang sound effect in, in my comic. And he was I was like, so sensitive about it. I yeah. don't know why. I'm, I'm totally different now. But yeah, and you're just like, How dare you? How dare <laughs> you, you? This is my entire life, and this is all my work, and, and, and you just use it as a sound effect. You're cheapening Pang. Yeah, and, he, and it and it was like, and then he does this speech, and then afterwards he's like, How would you feel if I use King City as a sound effect? And then the comic ends with me drawing. I don't myself. even remember. I remember saying that, wow. Yeah, I don't know. It, it ends with me kicking Corey in the nuts, and the yeah. sound effect is King City. Yeah, there we go. It's appropriate. Um, <laughs> I have a question from our good friend Sloan in Portland, who just did a wonderful coloring panel Sloan. at uh, Stumptown, oh, yeah, which we... Yeah, to be on. <laughs> yeah, and we... Yeah, you bailed. 
um, bad Brandon. Baylor. Uh, Baylor. Um, but the audio for that panel is on the Ink Studs website if you oh, want nice. to go inkstuds.org. And yeah. Sloan would like to know, what's your favorite mechs and dot, 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 cyborg ladies? For both of us? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mechs and cyborg ladies. Yeah, oh, God, that's a great question. That's going to take you know, a while. On a tangent, we were, you know, there's this thing that's on I the I don't know why, right but now. Metal Gear Rex immediately came to mind for mech. It's a great mech. Yeah, that's good. Metal, yeah. Gear, Metal Gear Rex. From the first PlayStation, Metal Gear. It's fucking awesome. It's a walking tank, and he has a rail gun, and he's, he fights Snake. <laughs> I'm, so glad, I'm glad we have this. I'm going I'm to derail gun this a second. And uh, we were talking about this ridiculous conversation yesterday where... Uh, um, you know, there's the Bart Kira thing that's going on online. That's no, we can't talk about this. Oh, whatever. <laughs> and it's the, it's, it's the, secret. I was just because it reminded me of the. I was going to talk about the uh, combination of, oh, of combining. You're going to make me do the theme song too. No, no. Just I'm just talking about Fraser mixed with Evangelion. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Fraserian. Yeah. No, which, it's Fraserian. Fraserian. Sorry, and it's just a bunch of Evangelion robots that, that lean up against the space needle and talk yeah. about like. Why don't any, why aren't there any intelligent women in Seattle? And the Evas, of course, are wearing like sweater vests. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever. And inside Eva Unit One would be Fraser doing his radio show from like the cockpit yeah. of the robot. Do you I, feel I like you're on the Fraser show here? No, I, I, I kind of do, show yeah. Because because uh, fuck that weak shit, but oh oh oh, Fraser slam oh <laughs> in your face, Kelsey Grammer. Oh, he's listening right now. He's no, no, sad. No, no. Um, uh, Feral uh, Dalrymple. Wait, uh, I didn't get to do my oh, sorry, cyborg yeah. lady. Oh, go ahead. Go <laughs> Slow ahead. your roll. Oh God, that's that's. Never mind. Move on. That's no, too hard. Your, your cyborg, cyborg lady. I want to hear. It. Come on. Oh, come on. God. Oh, there's one in my mind, and it's like uh, there's totally a cyborg lady. How do you feel about the Puma sisters, Corey? Puma sisters from Dominion. Oh yeah. They're, yeah, they're, I, they're, you guys are in a whole other world. Just, you know, Tank police. Are they cyborgs? They're. Bio, they're not cyborgs. Whatever. They're genetically engineered kind Wait, of... Wait, there's one sexy cyborg I really like. And for some... Well, I mean, there's the Ghost in the Shell chick. She's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, if that's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it not be my thing? You know? Yeah, it's difficult. Robot, robots and robot ladies is, is, you know, I mean... I'm writing my dissertation on that stuff. It's hard to, it's hard to break it down. It's tough. Point. All right, yeah. Let's, let's, what's the next one? Um... Uh, Feral made an analogy of us being like WKRP. Brandon is Venus Flytrap. I'm Andy Travis and Corey... You're Dr. Johnny Fever. WKRV. Isn't that like an old TV show or something? Yeah. Yes. Um, one listener would like us to discuss our uh, personas. Oh, I don't have a fursona. Uh, but apparently, Corey, you have a Lynx lifeguard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what, what is a fursona? Brandon, maybe you can fill us in hey, on what a fursona. Here um, we go. <laughs> yesterday, we hung out with, uh, with my, my pal, Emily Carroll, of um, the furry community fame. <laughs> Ron with fan club. Uh TJ and Mall fan club, and uh, and we we got into this uh, ridiculous, shameful public conversations about. All right, here's the deal: me and me and Emily kind of bond over horrible things a lot, and we're we're always talking about like, all right, furry cosplay. What's your what's your thing? And 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 my friend that was visiting from Japan is just threw out just like, like, all right, I got you guys nailed. These are your furry. These are your furry costumes. And his idea for Corey was that Corey was a a Lynx lifeguard. Was that it? Yeah, yeah. I was I was a polar bear with sunglasses. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I would have like bangs, and I said I would like to have like a rainbow dye job. Yeah, I don't on know my how, how, how how good this is for actual radio. This is terrible. I don't think so. I don't. Need, I, I we yeah. just have shameful loud. I was just trying to draw the whole places. time they were talking about this. I'm like, I, we were like, I, we were like talking about Ronma really loudly, and that wasn't nerdy enough. So we switched. To oh, I was fine stuff. with that. I was way into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about Ronma all day, every day. 
Oh, God bless you guys. Um, we got more questions. Oh, there was. Um, okay. Uh, Sarah Horrocks uh, would like to know uh, if you're much into Hiroko uh, Arakai. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I saw this tweet. I don't know who that is. Okay. Sadly. Because um, who is that? Cause Sarah... It sounds familiar, actually. I'd be, I'm sure it's someone I probably have seen, and when I see it later, I'll be like, damn it! Yeah, because Sarah <laughs> always has impeccable taste in Google it. comics. Yeah, I'm going to Google it just for you. Can you Google? You. I can Google. Um, she'd also like to know uh, where you get your uh, coloring from. Coloring? Yeah. Photoshop. <laughs> is there any uh, particular influences in, fo- in stuff you've liked for coloring? Because um, you do have a very we we got to look through Corey's uh, computer. He just let send us to oh, the man. image files, yeah. which is really it's just like the thing that you always want to do on every artist's computer. And yeah, inspirational folder like the folders of stuff that inspires you. Mine is like every it rotates every five images is like ninja robot architecture boobs and then repeat. I have noticed a lot of tits and a lot of Power Rangers, <laughs> but the, the that color, falls under robots. All right, the color schemes were really kind of were really apparent because you do have like a really um yeah i like you know vibrant colors uh neon sassy colors let's see i don't know where i like draw it from i mean gynax is very influential anime company they did like evangelion furikuri guru lagan stuff like that but um, i really like japanese like design books like dig me out and uh i don't know there's a japanese bookstore in book seattle off. Oh, no, no, yeah, it's Kinokuniya. Yeah, yeah, we don't have Book Off in Vancouver anymore. Yeah, I know. It's gone. I broke my Can we have a moment of silence for Book Off? Mm, mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, just suck that place is gone. Uh, Sarah also suggested that you should talk about uh, Naruto until my eyes bleed. Yes, I was planning on doing that anyways. So. Uh, there, was a, there was a nice moment where, where we went to... Robin has this amazing comic book room. Where, with fucking like, leather-bound comics everywhere, and it's just like... You also gave me a ton of manga yesterday, which thank you, Robin. Yeah, I, I cleansed myself. Uh, I got some oh. cats. I got some, uh, a lot of, what's what the... Pluto? Oh, yeah, Pluto, the Urasawa stuff. I'm going to sneak some ripped out Naruto pages and put them in all your books. <laughs> You'll find like my fancy Gary Panther hardcover. Yeah, that's right. Oh! Cory looking around at all his books is like, where's the Naruto? And, and Robin just deadpan goes, I'm an adult. <laughs> no, he said, I'm not a five-year-old child. <laughs> five-year-old boy. Boy. There we go. Um, girls like Naruto too. There's some strong girls in Naruto. I, I also want to make note in this whole exchange, Naruto. we're all talking, and <laughs> Corey's phone rings, oh. and you know, not being not a polite guy, he's got to take the call while we're all hanging uh, yes. out. And turns out, oh okay, god, this is great. Yeah. So, so first off, I want to note that Corey is from America, so he's got roaming. Fuck yeah. So it's th- th- this call is costing him money. Oh Jesus! I didn't realize that. So he ca- takes this oh, call. I'm done. And, and he's he's in the corner for a while talking to these guys <laughs> for like five minutes. Your masturbatorium. <laughs> we don't talk about that. What? <laughs> and and turns out, what, what was the call from Corey? Oh, it was from GameStop. <laughs> and why did they call you? They were just like, I don't know. They had some special offer going on. They're like, you're one of our top fifty customers, and I'm like, really? I've bought like. Four games in the last year, but maybe yeah. it was the enthusiasm that you bought those four games yeah. with. I, I guess if you come like bouncing into the video store, yeah. oh my god, I've been I, waiting for this game. I probably yeah, I just bought the four coolest games that came out in the last year. That's what's up. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption, fucking Metal Gear Rising Revergence, a couple other games, Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize that was costing me like probably a shitload of money. It probably did. Oh god, no, it's worth it. It's cool. See, here's the thing though. 
I've been getting a lot of random anonymous calls lately from like important people, so that's who I thought it was. <laughs> Dignitaries and presidents of yes. foreign countries. You may not know this, but Corey oh, Lewis is from... important on the internet. Yes, I'm very. That reminds me. I think while you go and pick out another song, I want to read something from the first Shark Knife book. Please do. Um, I don't even think you've explained to the people that I do a comic called Shark Knife. He does a comic called Shark Knife, <laughs> and in the first one he writes, Dear Comics, and he goes on and to say, um, let's see, you're so unique, when, when you're around everything is awesome, yeah. sometimes you're a little confusing, but it doesn't matter, I love you, <laughs> I know I haven't been the most uh, consistent lover, It's true. sometimes I stand you up, mm. but you must know how much you mean to me. Mm. You are a delicate cream puff, yet you totally rock mm-hmm. when it counts. I mm-hmm. give it to you hard. <laughs> when it counts, I give it to you hard. <laughs> Just because I know that's how you like it. Yeah. I know you've got other people in your life, but I hope you like me as much as them. Actually, I hope you like me a little more than them. Jesus, that's beautiful. This, this is my first little baby, all for you. This is a, a little bundle of sass, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. But he's so your type. He's so your type. Wow. I Wow. That's only in that first printing. So. Do you spend a passionate nights with comics and make a shark knife? Uh, oh, yeah. I don't want... What went into this book, Corey? What went into it? What, what did you do to make this book? Oh, I don't even... A lot of it came from when I was working at a restaurant, like, in my... This is my first job ever when I was, like, a teenager. Um, besides that, it's just everything I always wanted to make. Hey, Corey, you remember that comic you did about you talking to the comic gods? Yeah. Yep. They're these giant stone Voltron heads. Yeah, it was in the middle of my double Z, crazy, fugue state depression. <laughs> and I was trying to appease the comics gods and being like, hey. There's a kind of horrible thing in comics where there's this there's this awful, um, uh, I don't know, there's this awful focus on, like, how much work are you doing? How many pages did you do this week? Yeah, it's, yeah. And it can feel like crazy pressure when it's like, you know, how it's not like, Oh, did you do something really inventive and cool today? It's like I did four pages today. Yeah, what do they look like? You can't see them; they're horrible. Yeah, <laughs> you got a song picked up for us? Oh, oh, snap! I was supposed to do that, right? Were you gonna? I think we wanted to listen to Len. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. We don't have to do that. Let me see That's here. Right. Oh my God! Give me a could second. Could we? Could we hear? Is there? There's there? Is it? Is it? Is oh, there let's do this time one. to queue up. I assume there isn't. We we should maybe in the end we could play some. Sir Don't Mix do the radio promo. edit one. There's two versions. One of them's a radio edit. That uh, I don't know which one's radio see. edit one. Uh, let's see. It's <laughs> horrible. This is like being a blind person in yeah, somebody's just room. Pick me which one. Okay. This Sorry, one. folks. This is uh, classy radio as we go. Um, I should let you know that uh, in March, Brandon and I. <laughs> Doing something weird. Oh no, he's doing something weird. Uh, we did a panel at uh, the Vancouver Art Gallery on comics, and I was also joined by Jen Vaughn and Emily Carroll. And you can watch that panel um, at vimeo.com slash 651-63705, or you can go to the Ink Studs website, and I just posted there, so it's at the top of the site. Um, yeah. The top one. The top one. Yeah. Thanks, Corey. Okay, we're going to play this. We'll be back, Ink Studs.
All right. That's the music me and comics listen to when we make love. <laughs> uh. Some comic book sex music. <laughs> Do you at least buy it dinner? Oh, yeah. I, I lavish comics. Uh, comics eats cheap. <sighs> yeah, it's true. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM. I am sitting in the studio with Corey Sutherland Lewis, a.k.a. C.S. Lewis, the shark knife type. You were named after C.S. Lewis, right? Um, I think it was just a... Oh, yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> you were conceived in Narnia, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Uh, don't eat his Turkish delights. Uh, and I'm also joined by Brandon Graham. Hello. <laughs> and I have Sasuke! a... <laughs> I have a uh, caller on the line. Let's bring them in. Do we have you there? Uh, yes, we do. Okay. And you have a question for uh, the gentleman? Yeah, well, actually, this is more so for uh, Brandon Graham. Uh, I'm a big fan of your work, oh, uh, you. specifically uh, really enjoying Profit these days. I noticed there were some uh, thematic things I was wondering about, namely, um, well, there's one question I had. <laughs> I believe it was Sasuke! <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hey, thanks for calling. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I believe that was uh, was I think it was Bahamut, and if you're familiar with Bahamut, Joe, Joe Keating was started, who, who eventually went on to comic books. All right, thank you, Mr. Graham. Have a good night. <laughs> thank you, uh, anonymous caller. Wow. Uh, I hope your day is full. Whoa, nice. that was like a punch like, in the face. I like that. Have I told you, have uh, I told you all of my friends are assholes? That was a test, and you failed. <laughs> click. Oh. thing to listen to. It's just like, how many in-jokes about a bunch of bunch of dudes that can't get real jobs do people want to listen to? <laughs> all right. Um, I have a question from our friend Shannon, who uh, drove your sorry butt down to Portland and back. Yes. Um, and it's actually for you, Corey. Oh. If Corey could combine two other animal weapons, what would they be? Ooh, oh. Uh, Are we ruining Shark Knife 3? Okay, there's one I was thinking of that's not going to be anything, but it's a fun one. It's a dolphin fist. <laughs> a dolphin and a fist. <laughs> <laughs> You're a horrible man. It's a hollowed out doll where your hand goes. It's a dolphin. Oh, that's. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, You're going to get me kicked off air. <laughs> Someone else came up with something that was a spoon, something in a spoon, but I forget. What it, spoon's not even a weapon, but yeah. I like. Have dolphins. you not read Tick? Tick? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, spoon! Oh, yeah, 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 you know. You what? mean Sasuke? Sasuke, yeah. <laughs> Sask spoon. But uh, I don't know. There's Walrus Scythe and freaking Double Z. I think that's a pretty good one. Is this just so she asked about weapons mixed with animals? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, I was noticing that the Walrus Knife, uh, Brandon... <laughs> Walrus knife. Or walrus. Or, you said that. Ah, walrus scythe. Scythe, my there friend. Um, and then you named your book Walrus. Are you uh, cribbing from uh, Corey's thing there? Yes. Yeah, I, There actually is. I, there was one dumb pun I made in, in Shark Knife that yeah. uh, there was a, a bear who fires a missile and I named Surface it. Surface to bear missile. I saw that and I was like, motherfucker. That's total, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, he said that and I was like, that's going in the book. Oh, no. Congratulations. I have a question from Miss Madeline Flores. Um, I've got a question nice. for everyone. Most, Maddie. Most memorable, mind-blowing comic scene that you've ever seen art-wise. Oh, God. I hope that makes sense. This is bad, but Joe Maggerera just popped in my head. <laughs> I was. I had this horrible moment in Seattle where there's a, a, a pinball machine that had Maggerera art on it, and this, this oh, uh, awesome. bunch of artists I was hanging out with were like, nobody hates Maggerera, and I was like, ahem. <laughs> 
And then I sat by myself. You know what? I feel bad because I actually really do like to imagine it. When we lived together, remember you had battle chasers and I would walk by your desk and just pull it off the shelf and throw (laughs) in the garbage? You bastard. (laughs) I think it's probably because I had like two copies of it or something. But anyways, okay, seriously, uh, influential comic scene. Well, for us, memorable. The, 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 not it. Not doesn't have to be influential. Just know. memorable. Oh, for memorable. Us, well, mine would be have to be this part where like they're fighting, and then Naruto's like Sasuke. <laughs> Does she, does she mean scene? You're going to blow the mind. For some reason, I'm I thought she was talking about like, four back. thunder scenes. Does she mean like actual like scene in a comic? Like book? visually, she's the most memorable, mind blowing comic scene that you've ever seen, art wise. No, literally, art wise, visually, it's the part seriously in Naruto where he like because his whole thing is he makes clones of himself, and there's this part where he makes this huge chain of himself, like a hundred Naruto's grabbing each other by the ankles. And he like throws himself like a chain at Sasuke, and it's it's awesome. That's it's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good shit. I, I couldn't get into it. <laughs> you know why? You're not a five year old boy. <laughs> That's true. Um, God, I, there's so many. That is that is a heavy. Do- there's so many comic things where I've read it, and it's just been like changed my perception of comics for a while. What if I read? I for some I was thinking. Yours all have to do with butts. Just pick your favorite butt. That's the past, man. We moved on. Um, I was thinking about the tree that Mobius drew in the Guardians to Adena thing, where it's just it's not that important to the to the comic, but it's just a character kind of first walking through nature and they see this tree, and the way he drew it was just spectacular in a way where it's very simple, but he draws a million leaves on it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm going to go with Gary Panter scene from Jimbo in Paradise, where he has this uh, nuclear bomb, atomic bomb goes off in this horse is like the flesh is melting off it and he changes how the horse is drawn throughout these pages and it's just very visceral and gruesome. Um, mm-hmm. But I love Gary Panther, so mm-hmm. that's going to be mine. Nice. Man, there's so many. I'm thinking of like a million now because there's just there's so many things. I, I like, just... okay. There's this, wait, I'm going to go next because right, we're going to another thing. There's this uh, two-page spread in this manga called uh, Sword of the Black Ones or Sword of the Dark Ones or something like that. And it's this awesome two-page spread where this guy's fighting a giant bear and he falls on the ground, and the next two-page spread is just the bear, like, pouncing him into the ground. This sounds really terrible, actually, but it's awesome. <laughs> I guess it is rough describing visual. It is. It's... Yeah. Okay, there's this cool-looking page, and it's cool-looking, and it's super, like, really cool-looking. I've seen some... I'm, I'm putting together... I'm messing with this uh, comics magazine yes, next year, and uh, my friend Ludrow did this thing when, when this character who, who is writing on a, a, a broken bridge... And launches himself into the sky in such a serious way that he like makes contacts with the gods through skateboarding. Nice. And that was really Oh yeah. I remember, I remember that. that. It actually reminded me of Berserk a lot, but the manga Berserk, but in yeah. a lot of ways it felt more personal. Any and volume of Berserk has tons of Berserk's pretty good, but it's always there's something that throws me off when I know that there's just like a bunch of assistants working on something. And well, he draws complete fucking man. army scenes of like 5,000 troops. Well, yeah. No, it's, it's Each very, one with a personality doing something. Yeah, no, you can't it's, draw it's that very like, technically impressive. Unless you're Jack Kirby. I guess. I mean, I love Jack I heard some Kirby, great but... stories about Kirby's house over the convention. Apparently he had lots of images all over his house of these giant pictures that he did himself mm. that were um, his kind of uh, New God-style versions of the Bible. Ooh. And so there's a thing where a guy in the Bible blows down the, uh, a wall with a horn, and, and Kirby was like... Yeah, it's a wall of Jericho. Yeah, he was just Whoa. like, well, it just wouldn't be a normal horn. It would be... So he drove this giant machine on this guy's back, yeah. blowing over this wall, and he, and he was like... Sounds um, like some Dr. Seuss shit. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it is very... Yeah, and it was cool. Just um, uh, Eric Stevenson, the, the pub, my publisher at Image, was 
when he was a young man, he got to uh, he got to go over to Kirby's house and drop off comics a couple times, and he was just talking about how like Roz Kirby would invite him in and make him sandwiches, and just like how excited Kirby was about meeting his fans, and just just a really kind of relaxed guy. That's glorious. Yeah, he's a good man. Or he was a good man. Yeah, it's he's... it's a nice model for people. It's like <laughs> no ego, just getting the work done. Yeah. Someone has a profit question for you, Brandon. Uh, if you gave an arc of profit to Corey to draw, what would you make him draw? Would his John have skates? <laughs> skates? <laughs> just rollerblading? Um, I don't know. Corey, I think Corey would do really good if it was... Um, Corey does this great comic called uh, called Layered Jacket, which is about a guy who has a has a coat that he can pull anything out of. Yeah. And it'd be cool to do something that worked on a psychic level where you have these things called brain mothers. It'd be cool to have Corey just draw like this brain, brain mother's projections of I do like thought. vague ethereal shit yeah in, in deep space and weirdness yeah but probably it's weird because I have such a it's almost like not the comic that I would do myself so it's like I always have to pick people that aren't necessarily my my style of stuff it's always more realistic like guys like Farrell who it's stuff I love but not stuff I do and I feel like Corey's more in kind of my school of stuff where guys like Farrell and Simon Roy are are, um, are much more they got from they got sci-fi chops. They feel like classic. They're like a, yeah. they're the kind of comic artists that classically trained. Them, if you put them in a time machine and, and sent them a hundred years back or forward, they they could probably find work where yeah. my stuff might look dated or you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and related to this, our good friend Jordan in Halifax, she would like to know: um, You guys ever going to collaborate on something, Graham Lewis? <laughs> Graham Lewis. <laughs> Nice. Graham uh, slash Lewis. Haven't we? We've have, have we not? We've done. We've not. been around each other. It's the same thing with like Stoko. It's like it's yeah. sometimes people get so close. It's just like, yeah. We don't like need to because like our comics are already like share the same energy. You know, it's like it'd be it'd be fun. But yeah, um, yeah, I, we will someday. Time, I'm like, sure we will someday. Have you guys done any jam drawings while you've been in town, Corey? No, we both drew Ronma at the yeah. same time. Oh yeah, we both, we all drew a different Ronless. I uh, I gave I gave Emily this this Christmas card that Image printed up last year that I did the art for, and she was like, "I won't take it unless you draw Ronma on it." <laughs> I spent a long time drawing blind Ronma, and Corey just kind of across the table was like, "I need to draw shampoo." <laughs> shampoo is a character in Ronma. She's a really attractive anime girl. You know, I, I, oh, not, thank not you. just a thank bottle you. of shampoo. That's an attractive <laughs> bottle of shampoo. That is a, mm, oh, that it's bottle like a, of shampoo. Yeah. Mm, uh, mm, uh, can I just do that all day? <laughs> I would prefer not. I think you would ruin my like life and Brandon's Butterworth life. Bottle of shampoo. I thought it was your job to make us uncomfortable. What's going on? Oh, that'll happen later. <laughs> Look down at your knee. That's his hand. Robin just touched my leg. <laughs> I told you not to say anything. Oh, we had other questions, other questions, other questions. Um, Did you ever look at that manga artist that Sarah Horks was talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but so you guys familiar. can't really see that from there. It's, uh, it's, it's nice right color. there. I can see stuff. Oh, is that the, that the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure guy? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's good. Well, I, I'm really fascinated by that guy's work because... I've actually never re- read JoJo. Well, you watched the show, right? I haven't seen too much of the His show. Stuff looks so like homoerotic, but I, no, I don't I, know yeah. if he's a gay dude at all. He might just be a guy who's into that aesthetic. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, what anima slash manga slash comics? Anima. Is... Anima. anima. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> what anima has influenced you the most? Uh, it was the barium, wasn't Dragon it? Dragon Ball <laughs> for sure. It's, it's undeniable. I, I just got asked to do a. a talk in Oslo when I'm out there and they said I could show an anime oh yeah for and I was just like really Ixer 1 was really the thing mm. what's that Ixer 1 is a, it's about these like lesbian elves that fly giant robots it's really good and there's all these Cthulhu things yeah. when I was at 
kid, I tried to show it in my school and didn't realize that they're naked half the time or didn't, I was just so <laughs> pure and pure and innocent that it didn't occur to me how inappropriate that might be. Um, tiss, early drag, we've been talking a lot about Dragon Ball because early Dragon Ball is a really big thing to me and Dragon Ball Z is a big thing to Corey. Well, it's all a big thing to me, but I'm a big proponent of Z where other people write it off rather quickly. You, I will defend Z till, till the last letter in the alphabet. <laughs> They call it Zed here in, in Canada. Oh, great. You call it Dragon Ball Zed? That'd be, that'd be cool. I call it Dragon Ball Disease. Oh, that's a good, actually. I, I respect that. Hey. <laughs> you know what? Dragon Ball Z is powerful enough to take that. To nice take the little, disease? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. To take that nice little jab. It's, it's all good. It's all good. I had, a, I had a Dragon Ball book <laughs> when I was a kid, and it's the most exciting thing in the world because there was one. I mean, you know, he uses a lot of assistance on that. There was one panel where Who cares? there was, you there really was a care black. About that? That's no, no, it was just. I'm just saying as a note. There's a black section of it oh. where he did a little X, and yeah. uh, and it was like unfinished, and it went to print. And it was the only kind of like chink I've Whoa. ever seen in the Akira Toriyama armor, as far as as far as what? Like, That's weird. Yeah, it was really it was really exciting. Cool. Well, let's see. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Dragon Ball for sure. Did you say anime and manga? Anime slash manga slash comic. So whatever, oh, okay. whatever. If you have some. Uh, See, you don't, Brandon. You don't strike me as being really into anime. Not really. He's I, pretty I like, into anime. I like is that. I'm, I'm really. He's just quiet about more it. More than the average. I, I like I, if I can find a comic version of something, I always prefer it. But um, I, I really, I like. Were we just talking yesterday about how we thought the Ranma anime is actually like? I said the art, as good or better than when the, I was a kid. I thought the art was was more impressive. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I it, that one that one's kind of back and forth. I, I like the Lum comic probably a little better. But Mizani um, Koku. Mm. Yeah, that one. Robin just gave me a, a um, mm. one-pound gospel book from Takashi, which I'm very excited to read. Mm. Mm. Yeah, picked it up at Book Off for two bucks. <laughs> nice, thank you, Rob. Um, yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff. I, I I'm not into modern anime at all. Uh, there's actually yeah, for a while I fell off modern anime for sure, but there's some new shit that's coming out that I've seen like gifs of that looks freaking amazing. I'm sure it's good. It's just you know I, I I'm buried in my era. You know, mm. if you would cosplay pretend you'd cosplay oh I have thought of it what would you cosplay as Trunks from Dragon Ball Z <laughs> that like was that. so easy, quick easy question just drop the mic walk out okay. <laughs> I would like to cosplay as the um, the Ham's Beer Bear from the old commercials are you familiar <laughs> no I'm not familiar. Yeah, can I remind you Brandon you're in Canada right now alright alright when I was a kid so he's basically the bear from he's Baloo the bear from um the Jungle Book? The Jungle Book. But they had these commercials when I was a kid, which is just a bear, like, in an inner tube or, or, like, playing baseball, and it would be, like, from the land of sky blue water. It was beer commercials, and I don't like beer, and I don't drink it now, really. But um, it was a cartoon bear, and, you know, that was my dude. How was that scotch the other night? It was good. It was smooth. <laughs> I, was, I was sick, I think, and you're like, don't worry. <laughs> no, Corey was sick, and we didn't want to get you. He didn't want to get you sick, and... Yeah. Are you sick now? No, I was sick. I was kind of sick. We were all sick. He's cured you. sick. Yeah. Well, Robin has an impressive liquor cabin. We're not going to talk about my home anymore. Man, wow. Yeah. No, I got to agree, though. Um, <laughs> so you were just down at... St- oh, we got a caller. Let's bring in the caller. We don't want to hear what I have to say. All right. Okay. Thank okay. God. We got you. Uh, you're on the air, Ink Studs. Hi. Uh, my name is Tim, uh, and I had a question. It's kind of for Corey, because it kind of similar relates to Corey, but... Brandon could come in on it, too. Uh, the question is, I noticed on Tumblr recently, Corey, you've been going back and forth between physical and visual media. Yes. 
As for creating comic books? Uh, yeah. Wait, what was And I was question? wondering, like, uh, I noticed you got those Brendan brushes, uh, and the, besides that, beyond the point of that, uh, do you have any, like, hang-ups with making comics either physically on a piece of paper or digitally? Because I noticed Brandon, I've never seen him ever do I'm actually, uh, digital comics at all, besides coloring right. yeah. that part, but... I'm actually grappling with that quite a bit lately. We talked about that yesterday. Oh yeah, especially being up here in Vancouver with my with my old school chums and watching them just tear up on paper, and I'm like tearing up on digital, and it's like, ugh. There's pluses and minuses for them both. Absolutely, I'd say both ways. There's total worth and value to go both ways. Digital, I really like. Digital's good for me for my color stuff, especially because I like having my lines be various colors like while I'm working on it so cuz I'm you know very hyperactive and stuff I like to see things take shape as I'm making it and I also screw up a lot so digital it's a lot easier to fix those things and I hate erasing with a passion <laughs> so I never have to erase I, digital I find some joy in erasing I hate it I hate all the little shavings get everywhere but yeah uh digital it's it's tough it's, it's they're both, yeah. I find a lot of stu- digital stuff, um, people tend to lose their ability to have, like, depth and space becomes yeah. a problem. Yeah. Because you're zooming. It's not just you have this this yeah. concrete piece of paper in front of you. Yeah. You're zooming in and out. And people can spend so much time on, like, little noodle details that you can't even see. Yeah. I actually find my stuff, digital, is a more, like, broad, actually. A little bit more, yeah. Um, I really like it. Digital, especially because I can have any line width I want, pretty much. Like, when I draw traditional, I, I'm at the mercy of whatever Micron pens I'm using, and I, I hate that. It takes a lot of effort to get some cool line widths from that. And I've tried, like, brushes and stuff, but none of those work for me. But, but Corey, you also, when you work on paper, you do dramatically different sizes. Like, the first Shark Knife was all different size papers. Oh, that yeah. No, or the first the Shark Knife was too. pretty much all the same, but the second one is all different size. That's right. Is that because it took you, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A long time. It was different phases of my life. At one point, I remember you did layouts, and then just like, no, these look good, and you just inked them. Yeah, I found them, like, in a little tiny sketchbook, and I, like, tore them out and just inked them and blew them up. Uh, Just for folks to to know, if you want to see the Ranma drawing that uh, Brandon did, uh, Emily's posted on Twitter, and I've retweeted it, so if you go to twitter.com slash inkstuds, you can see it. I think I screwed up Ranma's leg. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, well. Mine's on Twitter, too. There we go. Somewhere. Corey's is on Twitter. Ken B. K E N B Y. Thank you for the question. Yeah, thank you. Um, We have another question uh, from Allison. She actually asked that question earlier and she asked another one. We'll allow it. Um, (laughs) We'll allow it. We'll allow it. She'd like to know what iconic superhero comic book would you want to write and draw? I mean, I really like Spider Man and Iron Man. It's generic choices, but I, I love those guys. Um,. I've done a couple superhero things for Marvel. It was pretty random. They were very random stories. I didn't even like necessarily choose. I really liked your long shot. Corey. Yeah, yeah. And those those gigs I did, I did long shot and cannonball. Those aren't even characters I would readily do, but those were the ones that I had available to me, and then they turned out to be really fun to write. So yeah, those are pretty good. Besides that, maybe Shadowhawk. <laughs> do, you, was, do you know much about Shadowhawk as a dude? I do but, like Shadowhawk. No, but, I mean, so it, they killed Shadowhawk. Died of he died of AIDS and yeah, a broken back right. and a broken heart. That. It's the word, ah, the concept. It's a guy who has AIDS who goes around breaking people's backs. It's so written by a guy in the '90s who had no idea of anything of the real world you know the outside name of his studio. Hawk's nemesis? But he tried. 
Not what is it? Shadowhawk's nemesis Hawk named Shadow. Hawk Shadow. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's okay. that's not good for Fun anyone. In fact, I had they had an audio CD of that nice. fight between Shadowhawk and Hawk Shadow, and I had that. How did it go? Do you? Can you oh my god, it was great because like half of it was just them like ah, ugh, ah. It was it was I'm sure it wasn't. And there was something at all. What they do when they stopped having sex? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, 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 uh, guys. I, this I, is uh, daytime hours. I mean, <laughs> granted, granted, my my disdain for kind of working for Marvel and DC. I um, I do like New Mutants and Power Pack quite a bit. Oh yeah, I might do a fan comic. What's your ultimate uh, New Mutants era? Uh, early, early, like like just Sinkevich and just Beyond Sinkevich. I like Cipher. I'm basically you say actually Beyonce. Yeah, Kevich? yeah, Beyond Sinkevich. <laughs> actually, um, Chris Robertson, who also has took the stance to not. Of monkey brain comics who also took this kind of same similar thing that i, I we kind of bonded over both of us no long not being willing to work for marvel or dc he's a he's a fine gentleman hmm. he uh he gave me a did he a, pay you for that plug uh, no, no I, I like him we went to dinner um did he buy you dinner so no, you really like uh, him. but he, he <laughs> buy you uh, drinks <laughs> dessert he gave me he gave me this comic he wrote which is, or he gave me an actual novel he wrote which is an x-men novel from the point it's he called oh, yeah. it his, like his cypher fan his chance because we're both big cypher was the new mutants kid that didn't his power was to doug ramsey doug ramsey thank mm, you his power mm. was that he could understand and speak any language but he didn't have any other power so it was you know it was tough what was if what if he was mixed with gord ramsey that'd be what about gordon ramsey <laughs> he can he can speak <laughs> any mutant. language of food or whatever <laughs> is gordon ramsey a mutant oh absolutely yeah i would say so i like the the old you old know, marvel posters where they'd have a picture of dazzler and over it it's like mutey it's like the <laughs> The least offensive, kind of cute. Um, Mutie! Yeah, Muties. I still wish they did the movie. What What's movie? the... Oh, the, the Dazzler movie? That yeah. Be. What's the equivalent ah. of Muggles in the in the X-Men Marvel Universe? You mean people Ma- who aren't Mar- mutants? Yeah. Humans? Yeah. <laughs> Homo sapiens. But don't you think that mutants would be like, you know, like, you know, like... Uh, like calling like straight people breeders or whatever. You think they have something that they just like threw back in their face? Uh... Like shards of ice from their hands. <laughs> Glad we had this talk. Oh, oh god, guys, guys, guys. Um, you know what era I never quite got into, but it was always interesting is when Chris Bacalo took over. The they kind of had a new school. Was it Generation X? Uh, they had, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, had yeah. like Husk, and like it was all these new mutants. And as far as I know, they kind of never went anywhere with them. Yeah, I remember that. They had the guy whose jaw was missing. Yeah, was just light chamber. Board. That was. Chamber. Th- th- I remember I was working at a comic store when those came out, and then, like, the big thing, like, Scott Lobdell, there's the interviews with him and Chris Bogg, and they're like, we want to make ugly mutants. That's cool. Of yeah. course, there was only a couple guys who were ugly. The there rest was, were, like, two pretty ugly girls. guys, and then, like, some pretty teenage girls in spandex. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, baby steps. Baby steps. There we go. Um, remind folks, Ink Studs, I've uh, been talking to Brandon Graham and Corey Lewis. I don't know if there's another show on at three, um, so we're gonna do a song break if we're not here when we get back. All right, maybe we'll stay around at three. Maybe hours. we'll stick around if they're just yeah. So Corey, what do you got for us? Oh, I need to do this again. Oh come on, come on! You didn't give me a warning, man. Let's let's do some uh, some pillows. All right, that's a good one. The furry curry. Uh, yeah, furry curry. Furry curry. Okay, let's go fourteen. Okay. Uh, thank you both for coming in, Corey. Thank you for taking the time out of your trip here. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, it's always fun, Robin. It's always fun.
That was epic, Corey. Right? Why don't you uh, give us some context for that song we just heard? Uh, it's from an anime called Furikuri um, by a Studio Gainax, who did uh, Evangelion, uh, Gurren Lagan. And that particular song is from one of my favorite parts in the anime. It's like there's this pyromancer chick, and she worships this robot, and the robot is like digging for pieces of himself. And he's got angel wings on, and he starts flying into the air, and like the sun pierces through the clouds, and the, the girl sees him and she like starts to just worship him right then and there 
I think I just described that really well, actually. Yeah, that was a, that shows. I mean, when I first saw that anime, it's one of the I, best animes of all time. Yeah, and that's one. I think the comic is nearly not nearly not as nearly good as, as good. No, but it's one of those things. When I first saw it, I thought that it was this game changer, and everything it after is. it would be yep. would be dramatically better. And then it, it was it's like Jesus. It's like uh, before <laughs> Christ and after Christ. Or yeah, yeah. Just be before <laughs> FLCL. The really cool thing about it's like Cody. before four. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool too because it's you only. You guys don't know what that is, do you? Before, we're just not talking I'm about just moving it. on to anime. I'm <laughs> glazing over your comments. and The police are calling for you, Robin. If <laughs> you get down on me, I'll get down. Okay, we have another call. Let's uh, bring this person on. Hello, you're on CITR. Hey, hello. Hello, you have a question for Brandon or Corey? Yeah. Go ahead. You're hello. on there. Oh, hey, guys. Hey. How's it going? Uh, um, my name is uh, Jorge Trejo. Hello. Hey. Hey. What's your question, dog? Yeah, it used to be uh, on Ginger, Ginger Box. Ginger Box, nice. That was a forum I used to run, an art forum. Yeah, that, was a, that was a big form formative thing for your style, wasn't it, Corey? Sure, yeah. There's a lot of kids on there. We shared artwork and stuff, yeah. What's your question, man? Yeah, it was the best. Yeah. I'm calling all the way from Mexico. Oh, hello from Mexico. <laughs> yeah? Did you have a question or anything, man? Oh, well, you know, I just wanted to say thanks to Corey for, like, getting me into comic books. Oh, yeah. That's my pleasure. Like, thanks for creating this amazing community. Wow. Yeah, I haven't posted on Gingerbox in a while, but it's still there. If you got, if anyone wants to visit, it's gingerbox.us. It's, uh, it's just a forum. You post artwork and talk about stuff and become friends for life. Nice. <laughs> thanks so much for uh, calling in, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, nice talking to you guys. Yeah, you too, man. Have, Have a good one. Bye. 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 Um, so who are some of the folks that would get involved with Gingerbox? Well... I mean, there's been, back in the day, there's been tons of frequent people on it. Brandon's been on it a few times. Uh, Brian O'Malley used to post on there a few times. Who's he? Uh, he did, like, what was, his, what was it called? Scott, Scott, Scott Knife. Scott, Scott Knife. There we yeah. go. Um, he did Scott Pilgrim. Um, there was also Becky Cloonan posted on there for a while. Yeah, just hung out with Becky. Yeah, I think even some random people, like, I think DeForge posted on there a little bit for I a while. I wouldn't be surprised. He was, like, 12 years old and posting on sites. And yeah, that. yeah. And uh, like he's only person. 17 now. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody just shot themselves. <laughs> yeah. He is. Before he's really young, he's like, what, 24? He, I think he's up to 25 now Maddie. or something. I don't know. Michael, I'm sorry we're bringing up your age again. I always do this. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's not fair to him to be doing this. Well, it's, it's interesting because most people, you don't see their, their kind of formative years as they're not as like in the kind of comic book eye of everyone. Well, Stoko's ten years younger than me. I always tell him he's got the career of a man half my age. Yeah, and you're how old are you, Corey? Uh, just thirty. Just thirty. Yeah. He was actually born on the same day as as my wife, Marion. Yeah, exact same. Is it like a contract you have where you always have to be living? Oh, wait, you don't live with your wife. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we live next to each other. It's, First Shark Knife was it, published when I was twenty-two. Fun fact. Wow. Yeah, that blew my mind. I think it was like too early or something. I don't know. <laughs> I want to read some of the one of the quotes from uh, from Warren Ellis uh, on the back of the first Shark oh, yeah. Knife. Do you ever wish you'd 
been at a great band's first gig. This is exactly the same thing, only better. You'll be replaying Shark Knife for years. That is such an appropriate quote, because it turned out that people had to keep replaying Shark Knife for years. So <laughs> it, it worked good. You got a lot of uh, a lot of love from uh, from Warren Ellis at that point, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, he still likes my stuff. He's got a quote on this one, too. Yeah, yeah what, what does Get it say? Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most powerful injection of pure comics you'll get this year. Yeah. That's a nice reference to the uh, to the push, push song, the, the Cody Chestnut. Oh, yeah. What was the line for? Push my seed in your bush. Yeah. Life. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, just talking about planting bushes. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Sarah has another question. Uh, favorite video game fighting game character? Oh, good God. We were talking about this. The That's a little year. personal, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about um, I, I barely ever smoke pot like once every several years, and it always just puts me to sleep. And the last time I did, I was just like, man, someday I'm going to like just spend devote the rest of my life to get doing guile super in yeah. street fighter yeah and i sobered up and i was like that's ridiculous <laughs> it is a who crazy, has the time no it is a crazy goal to aspire to because guile's flash kick super is ridiculously hard to pull off the, I, I, I can do that i can do that the flash kick super you're talking shit you don't even know i can do the flash what's the flash kick super yeah, that's the one you can't do it it's, it's, <laughs> it's very hard you know what i could never do is i can never do the fucking uppercut well you know what there was a Oh, yeah, the shuriken. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just the same thing. as. The but I do bison, stuff. and I kick all your asses. I see. Corey is actually a little that. too good at Street Fighter. It's kind of frustrating to play. <laughs> I I, to, let's go, man. Me and Corey yeah. used to have an arcade machine in our house. Oh, this is a good story. I like this. Yeah, we had a, a MAME arcade machine that had, like, over 5,000 games on it, and it was in our dining room. <laughs> I played a lot of strip mahjong games on yeah, it. Yeah, there was a lot of <laughs> strip mahjong games. But it's all we used our dining room for is like just this one arcade unit in the middle of our dining room. And I would come yeah. home sometimes, there'd be people I didn't even know playing on it. And I'd be like, okay, to stay here, you have to beat me at Street Fighter, you know? But yeah, you're too good at Street Fighter. So th- yeah. the other... I could beat you. Oh, yeah. There was a, Anyways, uh, there's, a, there's a Naruto fighting game, so I think my favorite character would be Sasuke! <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I want to make a note, uh, Corey was mentioning earlier when we were, uh, we had some pizza earlier and Corey had a, a Pepsi. He's like, oh man, it's been a long time since I've had pop. <laughs> So if you're wondering, he's yelling right now. No, this is me. I'm totally normal right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty. Corey on the bus is a fun is a fun time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he just ignores us and puts on his headphones. Yeah, but then he like dances. Oh, I was yesterday. I was like fully enjoying my. Uh, what were you dancing to? Lots of stuff. I think mostly. Oh God, I'm gonna be really pissed if I don't remember what I was listening to. Antoine, the student named Antoine, and something else. God. Oh, let me see my iPod. <laughs> uh, I have another question uh, from Jordan. Uh, what is your daily routine? How many hours a day do you work? That's an embarrassing question. Okay, uh, I can answer Brandon's. Spends about four hours listening to Doctor Who radio dramas. That's about accurate. And Shamefully accurate. Three hours drawing comics, and then five hours making fun of DC on Twitter. That's pretty, yeah. <laughs> and then there's some porn in there, too. That's I, a personal comics, question. And I read comics in the bathtub a lot. Well, the thing is about doing, quote, work in comics, me and Ludrow have talked about this a few times. Uh, like, sometimes even just, like, reading a magazine counts as work, you know, because it's, like, research. I guess so, but I do, everything I do is kind of that, and then the, the fucking pencil on paper, pen on paper is, like, the stuff Shamefully that Shamefully like low work. 
on yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like it, it. Sometimes it takes a lot to get to that point. It is the hardest part is just being like just making that first line for the day. Yeah, and sometimes it's just or you know sometimes for the week. Yeah, oh, and, oh. and it's funny because I get lately I get a lot of attention for like oh you must be so fast, but it's just like no, I just yeah, it's just the slow and steady turtle race. Yeah, which is kind of what it has to be because so many people that we know that they're amazingly fast. Mm. It's like you they gotta have burnout periods and they gotta stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I start my day by listening to LMFAO's Yes on repeat for like an hour <laughs> and then just go from there. <laughs> just, just go from there. I let, I let my imagination take flight after that. I did a thing the other day where, where a friend of mine just sent me a picture of Velma that he drew. And like first thing in the morning, I checked my email like, ah, what horrible things do I have to do today? And then he was like, hey, I drew this picture of Velma. And I just drew, redrew the same picture and sent it back to him. And it was just like, you know, from Scooby-Dee. Scooby-Doo. 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 <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> from, from Heavy D and the boys. And uh, Hey, hey. Moment of silence for Heavy D. I love Heavy D. And, and I want to say a moment of silence for uh, the Mac Daddy. Okay. From uh, Criss Cross. The Daddy Mac? Oh, yeah. No, Daddy Mac's still alive. Okay. Mac Daddy's dead. Okay. Which one, which one was he? Was he... I don't know. He's he the, the one named one, Chris. He was He's the, the one that wore his clothes have... backwards? Yeah, he was the one that wore his pants backwards. And he didn't have the, uh, the little braids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Tony Cliff, um, Eisner nominated, uh, cartoonist. My next door neighbor. Your neighbor. He yells in cap letters, why Ranma? And then follows up, I'll take my answer off air, thanks. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Tony, we're answering this on air. Ranma, why Ranma? Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, Ranma's it's really, one of the best it's really stories ever. I really like Rumiko Takahashi's yeah. work. And, and that level of kind of, like, I always try to put some craziness in there. I think that's kind of a thing that me and Corey and a lot of our friends have is, yeah. we like, we like the, the, like, when we were kids, you see the nonsense stuff. It's just like, oh, here's a comic about a guy who, when he gets hit with water, he turns into a woman. You're like, oh, that's crazy. And they're like, yeah. oh, and his dad's a panda. Yeah. And it's just like these bizarre ideas that you're yeah. just like, how... Every morning, about- Akane is so beloved at her school, she has to fight all the boys at her school off, literally, a match before she goes to school. She has to fight them. Because they it's think like, if they beat her in a fight, they'll be able to date Go out her. with her, yeah. And it's just these ridiculous... That's horrible! Things. It yeah, is. Yeah, it's horrible, but, you know, she doesn't enjoy it. Did you have that moment where when you were a kid and you were just like, just would be like, oh yeah, there's boobs I, too. You know, oh yeah, there's boobs too. <laughs> You're just like, how do I come up with something as yeah, cool oh, yeah. as this stuff that I'm looking at? And there's a lot of that in Ron mode. Oh yeah, totally. Is that Ron something Ron. you're trying to do with uh, multiple warheads where it's just, everything's just in a whole other world? I it's, it's a lot of the initial goals for it, but then you get past that where you're just like, okay, I did some, you know, I got a werewolf with two penises, now <laughs> what can I do that's... Uh, you know, I've, I've been reassessing my work lately, and I feel like the the main goal for me right now is um, to to do things I haven't done before, and to really um, uh, plumb the emotional depths that are that are pertinent to me, and not just you know do some cheesy talking of the heartstrings stuff, the stuff that actually relates to my life. Mm. How about yourself, Corey? Wait, what was the question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you trying to get to the ultimate fight scene? Um, oh man, my work, I'm definitely in a like, pretty big transitional period in a way. I'm like working on Shark Knife 3 right now, and it's kind of business as usual in a way. It's, it's more depthy, I'd say, than previous Shark Knives, but it's still that same patented Shark Knife action. But after the third book, I want to try to do something new that I think people have not expected from me yet. Well, you've been doing all these great side projects. Like yeah, I'm doing a lot more short stories lately just to kind of get in the groove or whatever. I'm curious about the choice to uh, self-publish uh, yeah. Lair Jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got a Kickstarter project I'm working on right now called Sun Bakery. It's going to be my first full-color little anthology, self-anthology. 
I don't know. I just like doing that because there's just like there's no middleman. You know, it's just it's all me. You know. That's the thing. I get the idea. You like the fun of just making a book and then just taking yeah. it to a con and selling it and not just like dealing with a publisher. Exactly. There's just no middleman. Not that I dislike publishers or anything. They're fine. But you know, like I just like doing it on my own. But sometimes it's to the chagrin of my fans because I take a while sometimes to. And it is hard if you're just photocopying it and selling it. Cons yeah. To to. Like I'm. Always, it's always. You know, it's weird now. It's even like interacting with friends of mine over the internet where there's people in, you know, like friends who earned your art in Oklahoma and you're just like, oh, they would never see this stuff if I just did it at a convention in Seattle yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Troy Green would like to know if he ever visits Seattle, can he challenge Corey to some third strike? Absolutely. Third strike is the bomb. That's the Street Fighter third strike. Um, it's pretty much the most beloved masterpiece Street Fighter. Uh, I could go on for hours. Who's your favorite about character in that, Corey? Third Strike is a weird game because the only, like, Street Fighter characters from the original one are, like, Ken and Ryu and Chun-Li and the rest oh, of yeah, it's just yeah. a bunch of crazy dudes. Yeah, I like Q in that game. He's this guy who wears a trench coat and he's got a metal mask. Oh, yeah, he's like the Inspector Gadget of Street yeah, Fighter. Yeah, or I think he's kind of like the Question or something from DC. He kind of looks like that guy. But his arms extend. No, they don't. Don't they? He just has kind of big arms. Okay. No, they don't yeah. extend. I don't know. That's from World Heroes. You're thinking of World Heroes. There's right. a dude in that who looked like M. Bison who could extend his arms right, and that's, shit. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm down. Yeah, anyone wants to challenge Third Strike, we'll go to GameWorks, man. It's the <laughs> Seattle Arcade. It's huge. We can slam beers and play Third Strike at the same time. There used to be an arcade in the basement to the building we're in, and I wish it was still here because I would bring us down there and I would kick your ass, there dude. A, they, there was a great talk a mean um, game, sir. In, <laughs> in Seattle, near uh, Pike Street, there they, they I guess it was a zoning laws. They had to have they had to have um, arcade machines in the porn theater so I used to go there and play the arcade yeah. machines in the porn theater I tried to bring James Jean there once when they, they sent him to this like arty Seattle thing where like they wanted him to do a, a mural for the Space Needle there and I was like dude if you're going to do something that classy we got to go and play porn games in the well I'm the pretty arcade. sure yeah and now he hangs out with uh, what's her name yeah it's all downhill from here <laughs> it's all your fault Brandon. I'm pretty sure the first arcade machine was in Seattle like the first Pac-Man oh, the first machine. Donkey Kong yeah Donkey Kong yeah yeah it's in I think Seattle. Renton. yeah or close enough so um Kite, Lockett. Hello, Kite. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite bands, not so much just artists. Uh, not so much just artists. So, favorite bands. Bands. Like music, Corey. Music. Band that changed my life forever is a band called the Blood Brothers. They're also from Seattle. Their musical style is just like, if you heard it, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like musically what I kind of try to draw visually. It's, <laughs> it's just kind of like constantly if you evolving. Corey screaming Sasuke to a, to a <laughs> guitar riff. It's very true, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I scream Sasuke, it's very close to uh, Blood Brothers. Yeah, and you know me, I'm, a, I'm into the raps. He's all about Karis One. I do like Karis One. It's kind of boring, isn't he? <laughs> he doesn't sing about, like, guns. No, a little bit. Gangsters. My, you know, He's not sampling world. Funkadelic. My favorite thing in the world is when he sing, and when he raps about eating at Denny's. <laughs> hey, People get doesn't? shocked when I walk into Denny's. Uh. <laughs> like, I love that Karis One goes to Denny's. I've been listening to a lot of Faith No More lately. Mm. I, and by lately, I mean the past 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like all of Mike Patton stuff's really fun, and Fugazi. I've been listening to some Fugazi. Oh, your your publisher really likes Fugazi. Oh, nice. There you go. You can talk to Dan about that. I should remind folks, Brandon has a new book coming out called Walrus. Um, it, let me just read the cover here. There we go. Brandon's got the uh, the what is this? The mock up here. The proof. Um, proof. The proof. 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 Um, from tusk till dawn. Uh, Stoko, my friend James Stoko, was joking. He's like. I was like, I'm putting out a sketchbook, and he's like, Oh, great, asses and puns, <laughs> and so it's 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 called my al- album album. 
There we go. Album, album. That's yeah. that's good. Yeah, and I think he was actually very drunk at that point and started yelling at me because it was my idea. <laughs> I think he was madder at me than he was at you. You're supposed to be the adult here, Robin. <laughs> it's a nice sketchbook. I'm very happy that you were able to get it together. It is and, quite uh, nice. It's uh, I'm excited. Picture box books. It's neat to see you with the same publishers like uh, Fort Thunder folks. And their lineup is amazing. It's like they're doing some Tezuka books. They're doing, they're doing a naked girl smoking pot photography, which is really weird. Yeah, it's um, what's his? It's uh, oh my god, what's his name? I can't remember his name right now. I'll right, take a bit. Yeah, they have an incredibly interesting mix of people. Um, Frank, uh, our, our buddy Frank Santoro is doing a book with them. Um, yeah, it's 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 a nice lineup to be part of, and it's it's cool because. I, I like the idea of, of being with... Uh, Image is amazing, and those guys have treated me fantastically, but it is cool to kind of... Uh, I like to keep a foot around um, stuff that, that's more kind of in tune with a lot of my my indie sensibilities. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah. It's, it's good. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another question for Sarah. Uh, do you approach making porn comics differently from normal comics? Uh. Yeah, Corey, you, you've dabbled in porn, haven't you? I'll have to refer to my alter ego. Can we just say porn comics? Huh? <laughs> you dabbled in, in the erotic theater. Well, let me talk to Super Babe and see what she says. <laughs> um... Dual voice. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I like to make the porn comics. And I don't know. What's the question? The, the, the approach is there. I'll, I'll, I'll answer first and you okay, can jump you in. So, <laughs> so when I do porn comics, I talk about this a lot, is, uh, is I feel like it's a different comic science than when I do regular comics. So like... Like establishing shots aren't aren't nearly as important, and um, and and it's all about facial expressions, and and you want to be closer. And it's just drawing different bodies and different facial. So there's this guy Kevin Taylor who does this comic called Girl, and uh, and he does he's just really good at drawing teeth and tongues, and it's mm. not even a porn thing. It's just like his facial expressions kind of they they're the they're the engine that runs the porn machine. Mm. It's just a porn machine that won't work for nobody but porn. Mm. So, Corey, when you've drawn porn stuff, do you Corey, go keep your at pants it? on. Uh, do you, you got it different than... I don't know. Everything you just said, I'm just like boobs, butts. <laughs> that's all. That's my approach, I'm too. Glad, I'm glad we have this talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, when I was on, I did have to do a talk about about uh, that sex, those sex comics with Howard Schenken. And I, I did that same spiel I just did, and he was like, no, I still do establishing shots. And I was like, no, dude, you don't do porn comics. You do Howard Schenken comics. All right. Well, my my porns are parodies of video games. My the current one I'm doing is a parody of Mega Man set to a porn universe. So it's basically like I don't know. It's, it's like these video games I love, and like, what if people got naked in them? There you go. That's the genesis. Of What's your um, preferred system? Oh, video game system. Oh god, <laughs> that's the genesis of it. Uh, yeah, I'd, Sega. I love Sega all, all the time, all, all day. Every I was day. asking them, and there was a heated debate about which was the best-looking system when we were at our friend Claire's house. Oh, it's very like, important. And I instantly like, responded with Dreamcast, Sega Dreamcast, obviously. Ooh. It's the Cadillac of video game systems. It even has little fins on the back What of was it. the one that had that memory card you'd stick in? They all have that. Neo Geo? They all have that. Yeah. I was thinking of... I'm, I'm still, Maybe you're too young for this. The ah. only video game system that I bought Do you mean video game cartridges? System. <laughs> The Sega Master System had a card thing and a thing. Yeah, that, yeah. that did too. Yeah. Every modern game system has those. Too. Yeah, but I'm not talking modern. I'm talking Neo Geo, man. By, uh, it's probably Neo Geo. Yeah, Neo one of my favorite awesome. games when I was a kid was called Quartet, but I had the home version of the system, and it's called Quartet because you can play four characters, but the home one you can play two characters, so I think that ruined my understanding of the word. Quartet, you mean like the video game? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, reminder, folks, you've been listening to Ink Studs, uh, CITR 101.9 FM. we got another couple of minutes we're going to go, and then 
I can send these boys home. It also was one of my earliest things seeing a black character in the arcade turned into a white character for the home system, which was weird. Why? I don't know. Edgar. Well, Edgar. Street Fighter did the opposite thing. There was a character named Birdie in the first one who was white, and he's black in the new version. Interesting. That's yeah. a guy with a giant slice of cheese on his head, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a guy with cheese, Swiss cheese. Cheese mohawk. It's not really cheese. It's just a yellow mohawk. It's just a yellow mohawk with a hole in it. Yeah, it does have a hole. Why would... But... It's Capcom, man. Speaking of influences, Capcom's like at least 70% of why I draw. What did, so. Corey, did, did, are, are there many characters that you knew first from the Capcom fighting Street Fighter games? Like, um, uh, like is Birdie from another game initially? He was in the first Street Fighter. The very okay. first I, one. I, I, I played that in an arcade once because yeah. I'm old. Tough game. Um, yeah. But I mean, like, there's other characters, like the Final Fight characters. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Did you know them first from Street Fighter? Or no, I knew them from Final Fight and stuff. Would you do uh, RPGs? Oh, yeah. I played tons of RPGs. Yeah. I'm wondering if you're, like, strictly Final limited Fantasies. to fighting. What? I was wondering if you're strictly limited to fighting games. Oh, or... no. I play all sorts of genres. I kind of don't like first-person shooters, but there's even some, some of those I'll play, too. <laughs> Are you picking out our uh, closing music there? Sure. Yeah, I got something. Something something sexy? Play the Slick Watts. Slick Watts. All right. Um, I think uh, I think we're done. Cool. Corey? Thank you for coming by here. It's been my pleasure. During your trip. Brandon, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. <laughs> Sasuke! <laughs> and I'm sorry for anyone listening on headphones for Corey. My ears are busted, too. Naruto for life. God. Okay. <laughs> Konoha Village. I'm going to be Hokage. <laughs> Sasuke! Lenny Askew, Lenny Wilk, 
Slick Watts, Ray Allen, Sam Perkins, Downtown, Freddie Brown, Ricky Pierce, John Dennis, and Eddie Johnson, Nate McMillan, Xavier McDaniel, Durant, Brent Berry, Shrimp, even Steve Scheffler, Frank Rakowski, Lonnie Shelton, Spencer Haywood, Jack Sigma, No McElvain, Maine, Greg Kelser, Dana Barrows, Tom Chambers, Sean Kemp, and the great Gary Payton. You, 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 you know I be, I be in the, be in the town. 